Hokey Toki, welcome to the show. It's nine o'clock on a Monday, Monday the 29th, everybody. That's so nice to have you watching. If you're not watching live in real time, um, then you're watching this at your leisure. Thanks so much for dropping by. There's so many talkback options, you know, positive ones, negative ones, but um, we're right there in the centre left. Mm. Yeah, perfect. We sway rapidly from one to the other. Absolutely. Tell me, have you heard from Luke Dello lately? No, I haven't. No. What do you think he's doing? I don't I really don't know. It's very suspicious, isn't it? And it all, you know, he. so for those of you watching who don't know, Luke used to join us on the show and um, would occasionally be annoying, sometimes fantastic. Uh, but one day he came in, he had completely uh, dyed his eyebrows. Maybe they were tattooed. I don't know. Do you remember what happened then? And then we uh, mocked him relentlessly for about five minutes, and then we never saw him again. Is that called cool bullying? Not even, not even a, like a private message or a text. No. Uh, we've got nothing from Luke. So no. I, do, I do hope if you're a friend of Luke or a family member and you're watching this, Check up on him. Check mm. up on Luke. Mm. See if I mean, we could probably give him a call ourselves, really, if we cared that much, couldn't we? Text. Yeah, give him a text. I'll do that soon, eh? We'll see Fair what happens. See if yeah. he'll uh, pop on over and say hi again. I'm sure he's fine. Uh, We've got Luke here. I did remove yeah. him from the group chat. Uh, so you've got that to deal with it. To uh, deal with Always awkward, isn't it, when you have to remove yourself from a group chat because mm. you can't be bothered reading all the crap people are writing that you have no interest in reading anymore and it's just annoying you, or you have to remove someone else from the group chat. I have, and I don't want to be rude or anything, but, you know, you get those when you've um, you've got kids in a school mm. and then people start talking about all the kids' stuff that's going yeah. on and think, I don't have time for this. Yeah, know what you mean. Okay, well, I suppose uh, before we go to our guest, we're going to be talking um, to Douglas Hain tonight. Douglas used to join me on my old yes. radio show at Chelsea FM. I, you might even have met him, Sophia, I'm not sure. But uh, before we get to our guest, well, let's welcome in another essential uh, worker, a member of the crew. Uh, we like to call him Benny Mac, is our fact checker. <laughs> What a lovely big smile to start the Monday off with. How are you, Benny? Oh, mate, I'm absolutely cranking. I'm happy to be here. We are back. Yeah. Um, and um, as far as uh, the update goes with Luke Dello, um, I got an update from his uh, solicitor and with the oh. um, agent that's working on his case. They've told me he's living in down in Tawa. And he is in a relocation program for battered women. That makes sense. Yeah, they've given him a full new identity. um, And uh, he will be coming out under a new pseudonym. So we'll look forward to that. And if you don't trust my facts, you can go fact yourself. Oh, snazzy last line. Fantastic. Thank you very much for checking out. That'll be sold as an NFT before the night is through, I'm sure. Thank you very much there, uh, Benny Mac. 
Benny had my name attached to uh, his um, little piece there. I think he'll have to edit that. Anyways. Yeah, he, he will. Uh, it looks like he's wearing like a little vest or something tonight, doesn't it? Benny doesn't know that we're watching him right now, so let's just – there he is. He's kind yeah, of playing with that vest there. He's, he seems quite attached to it. Yeah. Hmm. That's Benny backstage. Um, but then again, let's do a little um, recap. This is retro beard. This is Benny with the full beard, and yes. now we've got Benny with the unfull beard. He's got just – see, he's shaved it back. So the lawn's on there. So that's Benny now. This is okay. how we were. Weird is great comparison. Great comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, here he is. So he's had a haircut, which is good. So that's uh, that team member seems pretty up upbeat. I wanted to say uh, thank you to uh, Selena, who is our uh, producer. She's done a very good job for us today. Absolutely. Those notes the I, yeah, I just popped open that group chat because, to be fair, uh, mm. one of the group chats that I can't stand is actually the group chat about this show. Yes. Not because I don't love it, because I do, but, <laughs> again, you know, it's one of those things where you've got lots going on and then you see it and you're going, I don't have time for this right now. And then I actually took the time. Actually, I muted it. I'll be honest with you. I muted it. And then I had a look tonight before we jumped on the show and I thought, oh, my gosh, someone's actually taken the time to do research and look at this and just turn out some sensational information. Yes. Fabulous. Go um, Selena, you good thing. We're lucky to have you. Hey, yeah, I just want to remind everybody that you can donate um, cashola uh, okay. at talkback.co.nz. Now, we put that there because there's two very important things coming up my birthday and Christmas. And yes, uh, what I really like is a metal detector. So um, that would just really, really top off my you would find potentially uh, in New Zealand soil thing? We're a very young country. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe some old pennies, maybe a lost diamond ring, uh, some gold maybe that I can melt down, um, that type of thing. A rotary hoe. Okay. All the greats. Yeah. No, yeah. Look, that sounds pretty interesting. Um, how long do you anticipate you'd need to spend on this hobby to uh, reap those rewards? A couple of hours. Oh, couple yes. Of hours. Bouillon. 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 <laughs> you think it's gonna, you're going to find a big gold bullion stack? The Romans. Yeah. The Romans. The Romans and their bouillon. Um, yeah, I would like to. Did they come here? Do they? I don't know. But okay. um, maybe it's washed up here. Um, you know, so there you are. That's kind of my angle tonight. So, again, if you'd like to <laughs> donate some dollars, uh, just go to talkback.co.nz. Oh, Michelle um, said, Thane, I will be in hospital on your birthday. So happy birthday in advance. Two things there tonight. Michelle, let me acknowledge that. Thank you so much, Michelle. I and really appreciate it. It is very sweet of her, A, to know when your birthday is um, and, <clears> and B, to care. Thanks, Michelle. That's lovely. If, uh, if Michelle really cared, she'd be donating some money to my metal detector. Someone's going to buy you a, 
buy you one if you have a beer with him. Geez, that's pretty easy. Dylan, let's have a beer on Friday. Chapel Bar and Bistro, my shout. You must bring the metal detector, though. Yes. Because, you know, that's only fair. You need one of those um, passes to get any bars. Everyone's getting the hard word now. You know, one of those Yeah, well, you don't want a cheese thing. He'd be so devastated. Um, Yeah, what are you going to do on your birthday there, Thane? I was trying to organise something with you today, and boy, you're a hard man to pin down for a phone conversation. I think you hung up on me twice by accident. It's very annoying. Yeah, go on. But, um, yeah, just kidding. I go on about how I can celebrate your birthday. I love no, it. I'm only, like, I'm only checking. It was just horrific. I don't know, to be honest. All I know is I want a trifle. Now, I have purchased. Oh, yes. Is this? You purchased this? No. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm over the moon. Thank you so much, guys. This is um, the original MindLab GPX6000 um, metal detector worth almost $9,000. Holy heck. You shouldn't have. Wow. Um, Definitely didn't. But what I did do is I bought a lovely surveyed lamb roast for you, um, which now seems like it doesn't compare to the $9,000 metal detector. But at the time I thought that's What does it look like? Which, Which lamb does it look like? This one? Well, it's from Pharaoh. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So, and it's yeah. already seasoned. Classy, classy. Yes, I thought I could maybe do some duck fat potatoes in the air fryer or something. Can mm. you do that? I don't you know, know. One thing I've never dabbled with is having fried eggs or with a roast. No, you shouldn't do that. Okay. Why would you do that? I mean, it's your birthday. You can if you want, but yeah. I mean. Okay, I believe our guest is trying to log on but hasn't quite yet. Uh, Douglas, um, you've read some of the notes. This cat is very, very, very cool. He's got some good stuff. Very cool. Very connected. I want to hear some cool stories. Um, It's just, it's funny. Life is just such a a whirlwind, you know, and he's met so many people Mm. and I'm sure photographed so many people. Um, And he's had a lot of girlfriends with famous relatives. I mean, he rocks a tan, all right. He looks like one of those one a Hollywood producer. Uh, Princess Alana says, "Why would you do that?" I'm just thinking, duck fat fries, some lamb, and a couple yeah. of fried eggs. What do you reckon? Meow, meow, meow. Could be um, a good You know, I'm that doesn't sound good to me, but it's also not my birthday, so it doesn't really matter what I think. Mm. I, I um, went to the dump today, and just a oh. quick story. And I was reversing a trailer, and which I've got a lot of anxiety around because I'm not a great reverser of trailers. And yeah. I had on board some um, green waste, some agavias or agaves. Yeah. And they're prickly, and they also irritate your skin. So this is a scenario I mean, where... A cactus variant or something. Kind of a cactus variant. And then you kind of, I, I immediately get, if it touches you, the juice touches you, mm. then you're starting to itch. You get dermatitis and all this kind of stuff. So anyways, I'm in there and it's basically 
the, the agave leaves look like a dolphin or a whale. So I've got a fucking whale on the back of this um, thing, and I'm just chucking it out with a rake. And it's just, you know, it's got that texture of what a killer whale's got, you know, their fins and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Too. And so I immediately get hit in the arm with one of its thorns, and I start to bleed. And then I start sweating, and so I go like this. Then the blood, unbeknownst to me, is off. <laughs> and then I, I have gone like this, which means I've got the agave on my face, and then I'm, in, I'm going, ah! Oh, and the lady man. who's helping me back, back up the truck was like, are you all right, mate? Holy hell, are you? And she throws me a rag to cut myself off. I'm a wild person. What a distressing situation. Very distressing. Um, someone wants to know if you were AI or if you are real. Could you just please I'm, confirm? And in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm a real human being. Okay. What's Believe it or not. Today? 29th of November. Okay. It's a Monday. What do I want for my birthday? A metal detector. Okay. All right, that's good. Just had to check there. Sorry about that. If it's humiliating, it's, you just never know. Hey, uh, let's check in with our uh, fact checker. Welcome back to the show, Benny Mac. Thank you, Kirby. Uh, very interesting what you were saying about agave plant there. Uh, little mm. known fact, it may shock you to, to realize, but the agave was actually used in ancient medicine as a prophylactic, it would cause uh, excessive sweating and, as you say, um, dermatitis, and that's never attractive. No, it's not. You know, people can live with a lot of things. The dermatitis is just it's pretty low on that list, you know. It really is. Um, you know, the, the scratching, the itching, uh, it looks as if um, you might be contagious, and uh, yeah, I mean, look at you, there, Thane. you don't want to mistake the agave with the aloe because uh, oh. that could be very soothing. Very, <laughs> you don't want to go there. That's you don't want to go soothing. there. No, and uh, you know, a bit of chaffage, you don't want to put agave uh, on your chaffage if you've got a little bit of uh, inner thigh chaffage there. Oh, it's just going to fire up into a uh, into a, a hot mess. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with everything you said there. Uh, there's not what you've not deviated. Um, we're on the same uh, page there. Thank you very much, uh, mm, Mac, mm. everybody. And a Garve update, and we needed it. Now, look, I've got a bone to pick with you. Pick away, friend. I have an expensive, beautiful, creamy, kind to the environment kind to your body sunscreen hmm? yes you've got it now yeah I do uh, it was found in the garage so I thought shit this is the one Sophia really likes I'm going to take it I will be Sophia <laughs> um, yeah can I have it back no. It's what a yellow one, it? yellow and a very kind yeah, of soft yeah, it's yellow. And it was sent to me by a friend who is very kind 
and wanted to share it with me. She too is a female founder and it was like a swap. I swapped some product for it. I was hoping to use it. It's so yummy, isn't it? It's so nourishing as well as being useful. If anyone's wondering, what what are they talking about? It's called Mother SPF and this is uh, a sunscreen. It's got zinc in it. It's natural. Her mother had cancer and she uh, couldn't wear any sunscreen. So her daughter started a brand. Um, and it's delicious. It's like almost smells like coconut cream or something. Doesn't that thing? It does. It is delicious. Um, and uh, yeah, sorry to hear about your mate having cancer. Shit. Her mum. Her mum. Oh, like, uh, I, think, I think she's recovered though. But what I need from you is my sunscreen. Can I swap it for the old uh, Nivea that you gave me? Everyone's watching. You should say yes. <laughs> no. Um, screw the mother with the cancer. Screw you. I'm having a... <laughs> yeah, you can have a bit. Absolutely. No problem. All right. I, 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 I think Douglas is there, but he's only by. Are you there by camera, Doug? Doug, where you come in? Yeah. Are you there, mate? Yeah. Oh. yeah, I'm there. We just I'm there. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Sophia. Hey. Hi. How Hello, are you? Jane. How are you, man? Good, Good to see you. We can't see you. We need to see your face. Okay. Well, let's see if we can uh, maybe get it going. I've been uh, trying it this already, but, anyways, we'll make the best of what we can. Please, that would be great. You poor thing, you've been listening to us um, yeah, rabbit hole about sunscreen. <laughs> yes, I was listening to that one. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like my things just so, and it's, it's my favourite, so I would like it back, Thane. <laughs> I'd, I wish I could figure out how to put the camera on here. Uh, I, I can't Should really I figure it out yet. I think I just want to bring in Benny Mac. Have you any tips on this guy? Uh, Benny, uh, we're doing this live to wear. Can you see the little camera um, picture, Doug? Uh, yeah, I've got a frame with you and uh, Thane in it, uh, both, and I've got private chat. I keep closing that. I can see your buddy down here on the left. And then uh, underneath there is... that, there should be a microphone circle. Yeah, there's a microphone. And next to that, the, the camera. Click on that to, one. To the right of it says disable camera. I've just pressed disable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Try clicking that and it might... Okay, I'll try yeah, clicking it back, and it's that. not really coming back um, here. Now, there is a cog on the far right. The sixth button across there is a cog, Yeah, possibly. Click on the cog. In there, there are camera settings. Yeah, settings, uh, video. video, yeah. Go to video yeah. and click on video input and select bingo, your, bingo. your camera there. I think it's coming up. Click to allow. There we go. You hey. got something? Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> hey. How good is that? I was going to say otherwise, you just have no lights on. It's quite dark around here. (laughs) Anyways, um, guys, I've been watching your show for a while. Uh, It's really, really good. Uh, We're out in Stanmore Bay uh, up in the Hibiscus Coast. And uh, good to see uh, everyone's uh, doing what you guys are doing. It's very entertaining. Uh, I stepped in. I watched about 10, 15 of them now so far. And uh, I love it. And uh, I got invited to come on earlier tonight, so I thought, yeah, let's give it a try and see what happens. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Man, you've got an interesting story. Um, I've just <laughs> been reading, reading some some of this. So you – okay. So your girlfriend at 14. Yep. 
was Jimi Hendrix's cousin? Cousin, yes. I met a girl named Nona Hendrix at a little dance uh, operation in Vancouver where there was about uh, 1,400 people that night. And uh, at the end of the show, she said, uh, would you like to come on down to Portland with me and uh, see my cousin play some music? She didn't say her last name, and I didn't know her last name. I knew her first name as Nina, but it turns out it's Nona. So I said, yeah, sure. Uh, you got a car? And she said, no, you've got one, don't you? And I said, I'm 14 years old. I don't even have a driver's <laughs> license. <laughs> and so she said, no problem. And so I said, well, I've got a family I've got to go home to. So so we hitchhiked there and at the West Vancouver, and we ended up getting south of the border. And uh, we met this uh, tall black guy and very colorful. And uh, when they introduced him live, I heard the last name, uh, Jimi Hendrix. And I went, wow, okay, now we're talking. So wow. that was that was one side of my life when I was fourteen. I also had a girl named a girlfriend named Pam Finkel, and her daddy O was um, head of NBC Studios in Burbank. And so I, I got the music and the film behind me. And then I also met a guy, uh, a music impresario, a real music impresario in Vancouver named Hugh Pickett. And he sort of put me underneath his shoulder and. He said, you know, you know all the right people. By then I was 15 years old. And he said, you know, how about I'm going to put you to greet all these music bands that are coming in? Because he asked me one time when I went to him for tickets to get to the Beatles. And he said, he's not selling the Beatles. I said, you're kidding. You bring everyone in. And he said, who are they? And I said, oh, right. Okay. You. So uh, anyways, we didn't get that show, but we, uh, we did get tickets for that. And I watched from backstage all the money leaving the show, it was all live. It was 1964. There was no pre-sales. There was a stadium filled up with people. And uh, mm-hmm. they got to four tunes, and the crowds overran the front of the stage, and they had to get them out of there. So they stuck the Beatles into an armored car with all the money, and off they went. And wow. so when I, when I saw Hugh a couple of days later, and I'm telling him about all this, he said, there's money in this. Well, who else is out there? And I said, was a group called Led Zeppelin. He said, how do you spell it? And I gave him that. And he said, who else? He said, well, the Rolling Stones, you've got, uh, and I started to list all these people off. Well, he ended up bringing them all into Vancouver. If you got past Vancouver, you got to go to San Francisco and LA. And he used to like to bring them into LA because if they, if they, uh, if you took them right into San Francisco, they'd get too stoned and they couldn't play anymore. <laughs> so he'd break them into LA. And then if they were real good, he'd take them to New York and then down to Miami. So I'm 15 years old now, and by this point, I finally met a man named Bumps Blackwell, and he was from Seattle, and he was twice my age, and we just we got along so well, and he ended up calling me the genie, and started taking me on the road with him, and we'd go find bands to funnel into Motown, and uh, we're down in San Francisco one time, and I said to him, you know, you know a lot of gay people down here, do you, Bumps? He said, do I? I said, well, I, I don't know. He said, well, why do you ask that question? I said, well, all, all these people in San Francisco are rubbing me at my back now. And he said, above or below the waistline? I said, well, above. And he said, oh, I told one of those guys you're my genie, so they want me to sign them up. And uh, so they're rubbing your back. I said, you're kidding. I said, so what exactly are we doing here, Bumps? And he said, well, he said, I've mentored a whole lot of people in music, including Little Richard and, and, and uh, Temptations and a bunch of these other people. And he said, I find these people to play, and if they're any good, I'll sign them up. And then if they're really good, then I'll offer them to Motown for two-thirds of the amount, and I'll keep one-third and manage them. And 
So we went on like about six months like this. Uh, I'm still not 16 and I'm driving his car and I'm showing up between California, Oregon, Washington and, and seeing all these bands and uh, gosh, there's some really good music and he's signing them up and I found these people are not getting ripped off. They're getting paid. They've got really good management and it's this guy named Little Richard singing these songs like Tutti Frutti and all this friggin' stuff and I go, you know, some really wild people. So on and on we went. So I finally got 16 and got a driver's license. So what did he do? He sent me up his Mark III Lincoln. He kept the Jag, and then we went all over the place. Now, I did that until I was 19 years old. So when Thane and I first started talking back in the year 2000, I was in Vancouver. I wanted to know, what do you got for sort of like, you know, different music down there? And that's where Thane and I started emailing, and I got down here, and I went up, and I met him, and I went, wow, (laughs) this is great. So... (laughs) You guys have been with me since, uh, well, 21 years now. And uh, Sophia, you're brand new tonight. And uh, that's my music background. I guess Thane and I just sort of clicked along the way back there. And we always send nice birthday greetings to each other, you know. He's an easy guy to work with, doesn't he? He's got got a good way about him, for sure. Very eclectic, and I'm glad to see him still going. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't aged a day, apparently. But, like, look at this beard. It's just a little bit grayer these days, but. Oh, no, you really? Man, yeah. there's hair missing up there where they used yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, we're, we're twins. You see the see the yeah. relationship there, Sophia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy! Wow, what a story! How incredible! Yeah. And so, what did what did you end up doing after that? Did you? So you're a photographer. So uh, where did well, you come in? I went on, became a pilot, and um, wow. ended up um, working for MGM. And I had some money, and uh, we got into co-producing and fooled around with that. And then I started traveling more and then got into, oh, gosh, a photographer. What did that happen? Um, the year 2000, I heard the America's Cup was going to be in Auckland. And uh, I thought, you know, having a great sailing background, uh, maybe I can just show up down there and get on one of the teams and go with it. <laughs> Yeah. Over my head, I had no idea the America's Cup had grown up so much. And uh, so I got down here, and just by luck, a friend of mine that came down from L.A. happened to be with a guy named Eric Goosby, which at the time of the, say, 2003 Louis Vuitton and the America's Cup was the photographer of the America's Cup. And uh, they sat with each other in the flight coming out, and he said, i got a friend down you know, on Waihiki, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, we should invite them all over. And uh, I left Vancouver as a director of photography for Aaron Spelling and Stephen Cannell. Those are wow. two good names to pop, and I was oh, doing that yeah. for like six years. And so here I was down here, and my friend called up, and I said, just met this guy named Eric. Do you want to come over and we'll photograph the America's Cup together? And I said, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, what do I need? Uh, and he said, well, you've got a still camera. I said, i, I got a big video. What else do you want? And he said, oh, it's still a photo. That, uh, I said, no, I don't have one of those. <laughs> so I went and got one, and uh, I met this Eric Gooseby, and um, uh, we showed up to get uh, – this is a good one. We showed up to get the accreditations in front of the America's Cup team in the media, and they said, good afternoon, Mr. Gooseby. And I went, ah, in Canada, when I was a director of photography, a director of photography, director and producer, money people, they call sir. I was a director of photography. All the rest are a team that work for you and they get it done. Mm-hmm. And anyway, they said, hi, Mr. Gooseby, here, just there's your credit, no sign, no nothing. My friend, hi, Mr. So-and-so, and took his. And then they looked at me and said, hi, who are you? 
I said, oh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I'm with them. Uh, my name's Doug, and uh, back and forth, and she's looking me up. I said, I'm probably not in there. And Eric says, how do you say your friend's last name, Hannah? Yeah. So, hey, give Hannah a thing. We're going for lunch. And, and everyone in the – there was 22 people behind us in line waiting to get their accreditations. And I barely ever used a, a single frame camera before. And here they said, oh, okay, there, there you go, Mr. Hannay, you're very lucky. And off we went. So we went and photographed the America's Cup. And uh, I, I loved it. It was such a party. Mm. I didn't want to stay. And I ended up staying. So after that, um, I did um, the Volvo Ocean Race. I did a couple of those. Mm -hmm. And then I got my little friend, if I can show you her, uh, yeah. Meg. Meg came along in my life, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh Meg, yay! <laughs> oh, she, she came along in my life and uh, just it changed everything. I decided I'm going to take her everywhere with me. So that changed that part of the life. And uh, basically, I'm, I'm so frigging old. Uh, I've got a pulse. I'm 70 years old. And I just a lot of that stuff, I just sort of go in the background. Now I'm looking at longevity and... Uh, Staying alive for a couple of hundred more years, if I can find enough money to pay for all the nutrients, I'll go for it. <laughs> and, and I'm just here. You know, I'm, I'm a full Kiwi now. Yeah. There How, we go. When, when, when do you get to 70? What does 70 feel like? What's, 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 de <laughs> what's deteriorating the fastest? Teeth, body, Teeth. back. <laughs> you know, the expenses oh. go up to, uh, to have a smile like this. you got to buy them. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's all kinds of things. What, what does it take? It takes a lot of exercise. Uh, when the gym reopens under the COVID rules, I'm back in every day. So we go every day. We walk six to eight kilometers a day. If you want to keep going, you got to keep going. You can't slow down when people say, mm -hmm. take a break. What are you talking about? You know, and you're going to stretch, keep don't you? You're going to remain limber. You're going to stretch. Yeah. I know yeah. all these friggin' stretches. It's it's great, and I lost a lot of weight, and I gave up drinking alcohol. Yeah, about eleven right. years ago. So much for that sponsor, but you know I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> I, I I did the same thing. I'm coming up five years in March, and oh I swear it is just the best, isn't it? Fantastic! It is. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I gave my sponsor the flick too. That didn't quite work for me, but you know what? When you find something that works for you. You just yep. got to do it, right? Yep. The door opens, step in, take a look around, don't ignore it. And that's very yeah. important. So, Thane, when the door opens, step in and take a look at it. You just don't go, no, nah, it's not my comfort zone today. The door opened because it's specially opened for you. As it's done for you guys. I mean, look at you. So, every time the door opens, always take a peek inside and see what's in there. Very important. How, so is this, is your life a are you just incredibly lucky or do yeah. you have, yeah. what is it that you connect with people so well, so easily, and it seamlessly has given you this wonderfully rich life? I am very lucky, Sophia. It's uh, ever since I was a kid. Um, by the time, by the time I rolled into my teens, I was way ahead of myself. By the time I got into twenties, I was traveling globally. Um, uh, my friends from school, um, well, I, I left them all at 19 and came down to New Zealand again to sail with um, uh, a racing team for Canada. We didn't qualify, so I joined the New Zealand team and jumped to the Aussie team, and we won it with the Stormy Petrol. You know, I just had a way of jumping from one thing to another because mm -hmm. I didn't really know sitting around at home and, you know, you, you go to school or you go get a job. I got a job working as a, 
a busboy. It lasted all of 12 minutes. I, I took 12 <laughs> plates away and I went, no, I quit. You know, it, it was not for me. Um, yeah. You know, it just wasn't, you know, so I started to find if I don't want to do it, don't do it, you know, yeah. and if there's things I want to do, well, let's see if I fit in. And if I fit, then go for it. And, you know, mm. as you get older, mentally, physically, you can't always do all the same thing. So I just make the best of a difficult situation now. Mm-hmm. And I just keep going. But yes, I was very lucky from a very early age. Um, uh, what, can, what can I say? Your, like, is it half ignoring what everybody else thinks you should be doing and, and being able to sort of shake off that that sense of people having expectations around what you're doing, meeting their expectations, and then also just continuously moving forward at all times, you know? Yes, it is. Mm. It is. Um, I, um, uh, let's see. If we go back to age um, 15, well, at age 13, I figured out that gets you a ride. Hitchhiking, you can go farther. And yep. the farther I went, the more I could sort of see. Back then, it was pretty safe around Canada and the U.S. And um, I started to find out areas, be careful, you know, and there's trouble there. And I was mm-hmm. smart enough to see that. Um, when everyone started uh, drinking in their teens, well, uh, back then, I'll be honest, I was, I was smoking all the time. Um, yeah. I was smoking so much stuff, you know, if I wanted to. If I couldn't keep up with them, I would just say, here, have some of this. They'd fall over. I'd leave and go on to the next people. But I kept away from alcohol until I was 28 years old. God, at 28, boy, when I met you, Thane, I was sitting at like about 95, 98 kilos. And uh, now I'm down to 65. Oh, I was big. I, you know, I, you know, boy. Um, so um, I kept away from the alcohol. Uh, I came mm. to New Zealand. I couldn't resist it. They had so many wines here and I wasn't oh, and we finished have, but we um, have a real culture around it as well you know yeah. it's, it's really bad yeah. <laughs> yeah lucky you know everything in my life is is mostly predominantly being lucky uh the luckiest part I've got right now is is Meg and uh by the way her name is Demegio and sure. you want to talk about luck here's how she got her name Max Serena, Luna Rossa Skipper, he said, I want you to come out and photograph us today. And I said, really? <laughs> okay, let's go. And so and he said, and very Italian, I want you to bring a Demeg. I said, what? Demeg. Bring Demeg. Okay, bring <laughs> Demeg. Okay. So Meg came with us, she came out in the rib, and uh, Max loved her. And he said, oh, get those guys over there. I want, yeah, uh, that's right, yeah, do that. And I said, you make a really good director of photography. He said, yeah, just pull the, t- pull the switch. And uh, at the end of that, he said, uh, not a Meg anymore. I went, you don't want Meg to come out on the rib anymore? He said, no, I want Meg to come. You bring Meg up to the clubhouse. I'll tell you what's going on afterwards. Uh, so I came into the clubhouse. It's down by the st- uh, silos, you know, by the viaduct. Yeah. And I came in and all the guys were lined up, the whole team. And I walked in and they're going, not a Meg anymore. And I go, what? And they're like, we don't know, what does it mean? And, I said, and then Max comes in and he goes, yay, you guys. Come. Look, it's the name, not Meg No More. It's Da Meggio. You're kidding. Where do you get that from? He said, well, Da is an Italian word meaning from. Meggy is an Italian word stolen from the Greeks, whatever. And O is overseas um, 
uh, what do you go in your OE? What do you call it? Overseas experience? Overseas and he experience, said, yeah. I was thinking, you know, Domeggio is a much better name. And I said, oh. right. I looked on Google and I went, Domeggio. The moment I kicked everybody off Facebook and started in the beginning and made her my first friend again and grew it from there, my life got better. Her name is Meg Domeggio. That's it. Best part of my life. I'm lucky. I'm very, very lucky. <laughs> what did, do you think you missed out on all the, you know, um, the champagne, the bitches, all the cash by not by coming to New Zealand? I I, I came to New Zealand still drinking thing. I, I jumped in that really quick. Uh, my my clients were Russians and Italian and English. They all had the money. They were drinking uh, Louis Ridauer and Cristal champagne at eighteen hundred bucks a bottle. No, I didn't miss that. I didn't stop drinking yeah. until after that was over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you What would you have been if you'd stayed in Canada or the Americas? Well, if I okay, um, I was um, working for two uh, directors. Uh, one, Stephen Cannell, which we did the Highlander series on. And the other was um, um, didn't he have the uh, sit ubu sit good dog at the end? No. Oh, sorry. What's that? Didn't he when he his shows finished? He did that sit ubu sit good dog. Yeah, he, he, well, I, I, it was fluttering a bit there, but he had yeah. a weekly series of the TVs that I worked on. They also did the show. Um, we worked with them and. Um, uh, Aaron Spelling and yeah. these guys, they, I went from a crummy actor one day after two years of being a silent on camera, just sitting there while they lined up the shot and then they, you know, bring all the extras in and boom, they'd shoot 10 seconds of film and 35 mil film then it was over. And one day I met Aaron Spelling the next day, I was one of his directors of photography and I started to operate the cameras and he gave me someone to operate it. And at that point, I was in the film business actually filming it and I, I loved it. Now, if I had a, if I didn't leave Vancouver, uh, let me give you another answer. I came here. It's a better way of rehab, you know, yeah. <laughs> the film industry was too, too, too up there. I mean, I really needed a break from everything. So I, I came basically for a break from everything and uh, it turned out to be really uh, productive. Very mm. beneficial. So yeah. cool. Because if you keep pushing in that direction too and, and it's too much, you're only going to screw everything up anyway, right? Well, so you, you have a peak. We all have a peak. Yeah. And uh, I list on, well, on Facebook myself as a multi-potentialite. Uh, I ran a blog many years ago, and I put the word multi-potentialite up. And some people that started the Singularity University and their trustee one day contacted me, said, Doug, your first blog said you're a multi-potentialite. She said, TED Talk tonight has a talk on multi-potentialites. And she got the name from you, so why don't, you should watch it. And I went, well. And I realized what I've done all my life is I go from one thing to another, to another, to another. And I put all my energy into each project, but I can move very quickly. And if I can't uh, do it all myself, I will facilitate to another person. And that was my experience. And when I'm good at that, I'm not good at a normal J-O-B because I'm just going to stay just over broke, you know, yeah. and I'm not very good there. So I go on and I help whoever I can, you know, um, and, and I find it very productive. It doesn't always financially be the most productive thing. I don't have a helicopter and a boat. I don't have a boat to put it on either. But, you know, it, but it, I have a life that I really enjoy. And this is the, the best thing I've got. I've got a good reward and it's filled with music. It's been with music since I was young. It's filled with music now. Uh, my goodness, it's it's a rhythm of life, and it's the way we go through, and I love it. 
Yeah, What's I'm, been your favorite musical experience? Oh, sorry, then you. Go. My favorite musical experience. I'll answer that one. I got one for you, Thane. 1978, I rolled into Ibiza with a girlfriend at the time, and we saw this club called Club San Rafael up in the hill. And uh, one of the people I met was said he owns a, a third of this bar, and uh, I hear you're cashed up and you're looking for an investment. And I said, as long as it doesn't deal with drugs and all that, I'm fine. What have you got? And he said, I got a nightclub. You're in my nightclub. Do you? And I said, how much? And I said, sold. So I bought into that. Now, Back in 1978, I think my social networking began when I went down to the village at San Antonio and I saw Keith Richards sitting at a table with three other people. And I walked along to them, whoa, you're Keith Richards, right? And he said, I am. And I said, hey, look, I got a newly acquired like a little nightclub up in the hill and I would love it if you would come and play there. We have a great big pool and, and you know, a nice gazebo. You have a guitar and one of the people with him said he's got a whole bunch of them. With him, I said, listen, will you be my guest and come up? And he said, well, hold on, we're going somewhere. And one guy spoke to another, and he said, what's the name of your club? And I said, Club San Rafael. And he said, well, that's where we're going. I said, well, now that's where you're coming, and you're my guest, and you bring your guests, and it's all on me. So I, from that point, started social networking. I said, I'll see you tonight. I went to the next table. Hey, Keith Richards playing up at the club today. Okay, next table, next table. I went all the way down to the water and all the way back. <laughs> and that, that night at 7.30, a cop came up and saw us at the club and he said, uh, I, I knew him uh, by name, but he said, Doug, my car is parked two kilometers down the road. It's double parked on both sides. We can barely get an emergency vehicle in here. What's he got going to? I said, Keith Richards is playing. Do you want to come on in? The drinks are on me. Just take your uniform off. <laughs> and I go, wow. Okay. Well, that night I met a soccer player, very cashed up, very cashed up. And he said, I hear, you know, maybe you can buy into this nightclub. Is there any room left for that? And I said, well, not right now because I just bought them. <laughs> but yeah. I kept in touch with him. And uh, about four months down the line, he contacted me. He said, hey, listen, you want to you know, you sell some of those shares? Well, the night before I talked to the other two partners, we want to sell. We've got something else we want to go and do in London. And I said, I don't want any part of it. I'm not going there. And uh, so anyway, it's a soccer player called me. I said, yeah, how'd you like to buy the whole darn thing? And he said, yeah, I'll be over there right away. So he showed up. He bought it. He called it Q, K-U, K-U, and remained Q for a while. And then it was sold, and it's now called Privilege, <laughs> largest nightclub in the world. Wow. <laughs> largest in the world. So I don't know if there's any people that are watching this tonight or you guys, if I can help you in any way. I can't maybe necessarily make all your dreams come true, but maybe something I said might inspire you to just give something a try you're not used to, because that's where I live. We do things that I never, I wake up, they, they come at us. We just deal with them and say, go. I, I hate homework. I respond to emails instantly. I got invited to your show today. I said, sure. Yes. Show me how the program works. You know, and, and it's, it's how we live. And it's a, it's a special thing. We're called multi-potentialites, and that's what I do. <laughs> um, how have you found the COVID period? Uh, you, you've been getting on with it quite well. Has it worked uh, to your advantage? Well, um, I've had both vaccinations. Um, yeah. I've got a COVID passport. Um, I'm highly uh, and acutely aware of all a lot of different sides of the story and about cryptocurrency going on around the world and uh, extreme wealth. Um, um, you know, I decided to get the vaccinations because watching some of the major biotech companies and friends 
of mine, they got the first vaccine, vaccines. There was basically four companies back then and seven vaccines. So um, Pfizer was making a whole bunch of them. And then it was also a Chinese one and a Russian one. Well, I watched the ones that they were getting, the ones that got Pfizer, I went, is probably in the front. Let's see how it works for them. Double jab, they're fine. I went, well, what the heck? You know, it's either one of the biggest travesties in the world or we better do it. You know, when you're sitting here at my age, you kind of like anything that's going to help you to go. So I just went, well, what the heck? You know, it's not as if I've had a, a boring life. Let's give it a try. So I, <laughs> I had I had both jabs, and uh, uh, I didn't really have any side effects, you know. Um, and now I'm looking for my booster because I, I heard we need more. But I really believe, Thane, give us less than two years. It's going to be our morning pill. It's just going to be the way of the world. Um yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, so many people financially, <laughs> really, yeah. it's, um, this is a good time not to have a J-O-B because it's really, it's just not paying. Um, but yeah, um, yeah uh, what do I think of it? I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for the best. It's a really tough one. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm still in. I'm going for it. I'm Go still on, going yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep going and going and going and going. <laughs> I think I'm going to – I'm, I'm doing what you are doing pretty much. Uh, I've had a big year of pivoting um, and and just kind of finding opportunities and giving them a go, stepping mm-hmm. outside my comfort zone mm-hmm. and, and, you know, turning whatever opportunity falls into my lap uh, and just making it work. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. turning it over and keeping at it until I find some success. So, and drinking a lot more water, which is great. Yeah, so, keeping it until you find success. Um, yeah. yeah, what was that big basketball player? You know, I, I missed the hoop, you know, 50,000 times, but, you know, I got it three times, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what's It's grit, you know, and I think we're all similar in that way. I've always been that kind of person as well. You know, if an opportunity comes knocking, I'm going to take it 100%. I don't know what the result's going to be, but it's better than following, you know, everybody else's sort of storybook of, of how life works And it, because I know it doesn't work for me. And I think if you're that kind of person, there's just no way that you can subscribe to that and you you have to, you know, be opportunistic and, and try whatever is, is coming your way and, and just do your best and be gritty and resilient. And there's lots of other skills that come from that. There sure is. You know, the old scenario, someone says, how are you today? They don't want to really know how you are. They just want to hear the good <laughs> stuff. You know, they want to hear the good stuff. So yeah. I've got three things. I'm good. You know, that means I'm having just a crap of a day. But they're on yeah. to me now. They know I say I'm good. They go, what's the matter? I thought, nothing. I'm having a great day. And that shuts them up. But if I say sure. great off the beginning, they go, oh, we want some of that. Or fantastic. Yeah, can I have some? Yeah. You know, um, I find just a positive, just give positivity, give positivity. It comes back to you all the time. I, I, I don't watch the six o'clock news. I'm just <laughs> too frightening for me. It's really <laughs> horrifying. So I, I'm looking for positives. And, uh, you know, when you get this old, you've got so many things going on here. Your hard drives are overloaded, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just mm-hmm. take only with you what you want and and work on what you've got make the best of whatever situation you've got so uh, Douglas, what do you think happens when you die where do you think you go i mean you're closer to death than i am or well, who knows 
But what, all I'm saying is I'm I'm thinking about it now. You know, I'm thinking about what happens and 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 you know i'm a bit morbid like that but have you had that deep conversation with yourself well uh you know when i when i first met you i, I actually i did think maybe we're already that but but you know we hard to say um i don't know if um uh if we're reincarnated or what i do know having my dog with me is like having a guardian angel that's joined me at different places along the uh, life. Mm. So I believe in that. I don't uh, like God, you know, I, I think when they created the word God, they didn't have, well, they didn't have spell check. So it was actually dog D O G. So, but uh, I don't believe or disbelieve in God. Um, but my religious beliefs are more on a scientific basis. Uh, mm -hmm. What happens after you die? We, we don't really have a lot of information that, um, I, I sort of feel people come along in our lives, uh, like someone pointed out yesterday, this person and I that I was talking, they said they're really a kindred spirit. I've only heard that word three times in my life. I looked it up and I went, it's like I've been visited again. And at different times I've been visited by people that seem to come every now and then when I need it. So what does that mean? A after you die, does it stop? Does it continue on? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I really have no idea. Uh, or what are we? You know, uh, are mm -hmm. we from this planet? Uh, it's hard to say. We've got a thing called DNA. Um, there's so many interesting scientific things that say, you know, if you get like, I think it's the measles or the smallpox, if you, if you get that, your whole DNA is destroyed and you've got to start back over again. What? You know, I listened to something like that and I heard about this uh, guy found in the Himalayas the last week. They reckon he's 201 years old. He was in a deep state of trance, and they thought he was dead, but they found he had a pulse. Um, oh, how, long, how long can we live? I, I think we can go on to probably three, four hundred, five hundred years, but a lot of changes have to be taken place. I think death now is being considered by, whoops, uh, try reloading the page. Um, have I still got you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think death is considered by some societies as a, an illness. Um, okay, so I don't know. I haven't died before and come back. Um, uh, I'm surprised I'm still alive. However, um, I've seen people die and they just seem to, it's over. And I, I can't really feel anything from beyond. You know, I. Uh, I've dealt with people in the films that did the research for Poltergeist and for the original, the Changeling, the original one with George C. Scott or whatever it was. Um, these people, you know, deal in the spirit world, and that can be pretty friggin' spooky. So you can bounce around different people, but what do I think of death? Um, I really feel I've got to make the very best of what I've got now. I've got to work out. I've got to keep going every day because if I want to try to get to another two, three hundred years, Okay, but with changes, I'll go for it. Otherwise, the ultimate is I'm going to find out what death is maybe about. Maybe. Maybe they pull the plug and that's it. I don't know, Thane. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Spooky, know. Isn't it? Hey, you know who you remind me of? Who? You, uh, just, you look a little like Frank Sinatra <laughs> these days. <laughs> Do I really? <laughs> Fabulous. You've got a real Frank Sinatra vibe. You know, my, my, my girlfriend, when I was 14, her dad said uh, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. was my cousin. Have I lost you? Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. 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 
Okay. And he said, you know, you're very colorful. And he said, you know, the Rat Pack, he said he produced them all. And he went through, he introduced me to Robert Redford first. And Robert Redford said, uh, you know, you've taught me some things how to do it. And he said, yeah, and they, they go on to do it. Um, you know, I inter- you know, you like Frank Sinatra. Okay, well, I got Robert Redford. Um, uh, Sammy Davis, I uh, met him. Oh, 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 I got, I got the horn man, Herb Alpert. Met him when I was 12 oh, years old. Wow. Yeah, wow. still, still awesome. in contact with the guy until today. Hey, how lucky wow. am I? I love horns. <laughs> is Herb wow. Alpert still alive? Yes, he's still alive. And he's got oh. a huge, he's a philanthropist as well now, you know? Hey, uh, oh, wow. Can you do us a favor and get us an interview with Herb Alpert? That would oh, be- uh, listen, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. I'm going to write that down. Line. Uh, that would be a good one. Women that song. You're on. You're on. Uh, by the way, is this going to be recorded? Can I go back and say yeah. this was a show yeah. and this is the guy they asked for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. absolutely. Can you guys send me the link how I can find that, please? And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've written down Herb Alpert for you there, okay? Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yep. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hey, Sophia. I'm going to play a little bit of Herb Alpert. I love him. Yeah, he's on every incredible. one of my Spotify really? lists. He's near the beginning of every Spotify list I've got. <laughs> Check out Herb Alpert, everybody. Here we go. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Oh, it's just a two of fan. Hang on. Fee gums and strong teeth. All the gum in an ad. Silly ads. Absolutely. Healthy gums. That's what I need more. <laughs> oh, God. Do you get a yeah, it's awful. Hang on. So much for the good ear. <laughs> Here we go. Now, brief retirement to host There's one guy. New song yeah. from his album. He did a medley of some of the Tijuana Brass classics. Here's Herb Albert. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Lonely bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that steel panel. Is that That's him. It's got a bit of sex appeal for a guy on a horn, isn't it? No kidding. <laughs> you know, this is the thing. It wasn't a smash hit, to be honest, either. <laughs> yeah, very I, good. I, I, and we'd like, like to close with a tune I hope you're familiar with. Can you hear that one? Spanish Flea. Here we go. One of my uh, one of my favorites is one of my favorites with him in Route 101. Sorry. <laughs> oh, now you've actually played this to me a number of times, Thane, haven't you? This is yeah. your favorite little song. This is my favorite song, and what I liked about it because that's how I used to. I used to have this as my background music on George. 
Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. What about adding uh, Route 101 in there? Yeah. Oh, let's let's see. Route 101 is right up the top, right up there. (laughs) I love it. You know, I used to call Thane at like 1.30, 2.30, 3.30 in the morning. He said, you know, DJ you got on live on there. He's swing away like a banshee. I can't stand it. He said, oh, why are you up right now? I knew that DJ was going to blab off. This was way back in like 2001 and 2 and (laughs) 3. Yeah, yeah, man. I love it. I love it. Hey, Maggie, listen to that. I ain't telling you, man. Yeah, he's got it. You could have seen it from Radio Station like this. <laughs> Anyways. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Spanish flea. I quite like to see that. There was a little Spanish flea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could start. He started beep. He heard him just like, Beatles, the chipmunk she's seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish flea? And though he did... <laughs> you're, you're as nuts as I am. Uh, it was in a diamond head in a party in 1962. I was 12, and we were out in uh, the fourth story of an apartment building, and uh, um, the the family had allowed the kids to you know do whatever they wanted, and they'd stay in the other end of the apartment. They were rather well to do, and uh, um, we were living down the road at the Royal Hoy, and that's another story. But anyways. Uh, um, it was bang, bang, bang in the door, and I went up and I looked through the keyhole, and I went, oh. opened it up, and I said, you look like Herb Alpert. You're on the album cover that my family have. You're the horn player. And he said, I am. It's so-and-so home. And I said, yeah. What, you know him? He said, yeah, come on, let me in. And and so I came in, and I took him up to my friend. Hey, you know this guy? I said, hi, Herb, how are you? He said, hey, that shit you're smoking is great. It's wafting right upstairs. Can I have some, please? <laughs> He gave him a big bag of this stuff, and off he went. So from that day on, I used to tell my mom when she'd play Herb Alpert, oh, that's Herb Alpert and the marijuana brass. She said, what? The Tijuana brass. I said, not anymore. It's not. <laughs> so oh when are you going to write your book then, Doug? Um, uh, boy, I've, I've got so many attempts. I've tried doing that. What, what I tried doing with the blog years ago, and I started with um, the first one saying uh, – I'm a multi-potentialite. And then the second one, I spoke about Pam Finkel, and I wrote the story about that. And then uh, along the way, I got asked to write a script for a movie about 2012. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, then around 2009, I was told to stop writing that because um, a guy named Roland Emmerich had come along and Sony had given him $200 million to make a movie. So the movie 2012 won out on that. But in that, at that point, everyone was asking me, what about a book? What about a book? So I wrote, mm. you know, whatever happened to Montezuma's gold. And I, from then, I always write little snippets and remind myself what's been going on. And uh, now I can use, like, Facebook almost like Google. I can, as long as mm. I identify it, I can go back and find different things. Um, it, it's, it's harder and harder because, like, my external hard drive is like, you know, one of these A4 pieces of paper. You fold them over, you know, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Thane. And, uh, you know, there's only so much you can fit in there. And, uh, mm. you know, um, I don't know. It's really tough. 
if I had someone to sit down with that could help me write it, I'd probably go for it. But like, yeah. I looked at a book on Elon Musk that taught me a lot about Elon Musk, but he didn't write it. He said, I don't have time yeah. for that. You know, I really don't. Yeah. I, I read two books on Richard Branson. The third, I, I couldn't handle. It was too repetitive. But I learned about him and I wrote, I read a book about uh, Jeff Bezos and, and all these people. And I just went, they've all got a common denominator. They can, they, they can move on from one thing to another, but they utilize people like me for the stepping stones. And I went, mm-hmm. you know, hey, what am I going to do if I write a book? You know, where am I going to find time to do that? There's someone I've got to help somewhere, and i got to keep doing it. Right now, I'm helping Meg. Meg's helping me. I'm helping people that we see in the beach walking, talking, writing to. Uh, I don't know. It's just a – we're along for the ride. Uh, I don't know yeah. about afterlife ends, you know. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'll have time then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the life and death. Yeah. Uh, me. Doug, it's been fantastic talking to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, for you too, here. guys. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us, Doug. Yeah, nice meeting you, Sophia. Nice I love your you show, too. and I, I wish you all the very best to everyone. <laughs> See you, guys. Thank you, mate. Okay. See you soon. Thanks yeah. for having us on. I'm going to give her a big all hug right. right now. Lovely talking to you, Doug. See you. Uh, Douglas, hey, everybody, and hip, hip, wow, hooray. What Wasn't a life. lovely guest. Yeah. Absolutely. 70. Shit. We've all grown up, haven't we? Not me. No. I mean, if I was to uh, say how old you are right now, you look but, at but Much like Doug, you know, I started I started early. I got into yeah. the old uh, media scene. What would I have been? 15, 16? Yeah. You dabbled. I dabbled. Dabbled. Mm. Yep. But no, I think uh, that that was incredible. It was a nice chat. Yeah. Yeah. That is our show, everybody. Um, Stick around because we're talking smack with Benny Mac. Just another Mm -hmm. throw it out there. Uh, If you'd like to donate some dollars, uh, go to talkback.co.nz. Do that. I'm looking for a metal detector for Christmas. Um, So, yeah, thank you very much. Um, Yeah, we're back tomorrow from nine o'clock. Really make us next. Thank you very much, Sophia. See you soon. Thanks, Dane. What's good, everybody? Do not go anywhere. We've got another hour coming right up. We are about to crack open the broadcast to a brand new episode of Talking Smack with Benny Mac. Man, oh man, we are flying into another week. It is the last week of November, Monday, uh, the 29th of November, and we're going to be firing on all cylinders tonight. I have uh, got a hold of a set of uh, high-quality clippers, and I actually uh, shaved my whole face and head in a mad um while i was in the middle of a heat stroke yeah i was under (laughs) i I had become overtaken by a a heat stroke and in a, a manic sort of rush i grabbed hold of the clippers and started um fiercely just uh, grooming <laughs> my head and face and I tell you by the time I'd uh, you know taken off about three kilograms uh, worth of hair follicles 
uh, and I sort of hit myself in the face uh, with the garden hose on full blast. I was feeling probably about 10 degrees cooler and about 10 years younger. Anyway, everybody, thanks for joining us this evening. It's an interactive talkback show. And, uh, you know, like people are like, how do I get onto the studio link? It's confusing. How do I type all that in? It's too much to remember. I got you. Here's an easy, here's the easy way to do it. Just type Benny Mac into uh, YouTube. Yeah. And click on the, on the, uh, the channels search and you'll find That is right. Uh, it is a talking schmack uh, with Benny Mac, and we are taking your calls live on the air. Thanks to Talkback with Thane and Sophia. And wow, it's kind of this whole um, this whole news cycle. It is just a wee bit like getting uh, swept up in a hurricane or some sort of typhoon. Maybe it's a tsunami combined with some sort of uh, avalanche. I don't know if it's an avalanche or a lahar. Maybe it's some sort of pyroclastic flow. Um, I'm not sure if they're rocks or whether I'm dodging lava bombs out here. I think we're good. Uh, I just checked myself. I'm okay. I think I'm going to be okay. Uh, I've got about uh, another week before I go and get double jabbed. The traffic light system, who is ready to transition into the traffic light system? Uh, what does it all mean? I hear that Auckland and uh, the regions in that sort of vicinity are going into the red traffic light system, and then they're going to reassess it for two weeks. How how is everybody faring out there? Does anybody need some help? Go, oh, Oliver Finley Smith, shout out to you in the chat. We see you uh, getting involved there. Dogs go wacko for the Benny Schmackos, uh, buddy. We appreciate you for getting involved there. Oh, and Michelle. Oh, exciting times. Michelle's going to be back. She's going to put dindins. In the oven, make sure you monitor it correctly because there's nothing uh, worse than leaving the damned oven on the wrong setting, uh, forgetting about it, coming back, and you've basically got your your oven, your full five course meals basically turned into one of those little shrinkies. You know what I'm talking about? When people used to put the damn chip packet in the uh, oven, it would turn into about the size of a damned uh, postage stamp. Um, all right. Well, we, uh, this show is an interactive talk show, and uh, it is important uh, that people use uh, the functionality uh, much in the way. What's this? Tr I'm trying to do a segue here, and I've got people jamming up me chat. Much in the way that this special guest has. Welcome on board. How are you doing? How's life at your end? What an intro. 
Oh, mate, big time in it here. Yeah. Uh, I still got to find out how you make those. I'm still trying to get mine done. Production, haven't you, McGoy? Yeah. He's become an integral part of the production and almost um, almost a co-host that they've been saying, but for legal reasons, we just have to have you as a special guest. So we're not obliged to pay you. Uh, so it's sort of, <laughs> you know, you take what you can get. Uh, what's happening at your end while I eat from a kilo jar of honey? Um, I had a good weekend. I was I was trying to get out to the beach, man, but um, it was my mate's birthday, yeah. and um, I went to Botany Town Centre to uh, get him a present. Waited in about half an hour in the line at fucking um, Briscoe's. And then got in there, and then the line to actually buy shit is about another an hour and a half. So I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to get him some high-value items from another place. So I got him some high-value oh, items. Did you feel less of yourself because you went into Briscoe's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once I got on there, I was like, there's, there's so much shit. Consumerism <laughs> trash, you mean? Yeah. It's like I fell for the right. line. I, I saw the line and I thought, because you know when people start a line? I do. You're like, what's going on over there? There must be something good. Yeah, right. Because if there's no line, you're just like, oh, oh I won't even bother. I but, guess. I mean, usually when there's, you mean a checkout line? No, this is a line to get in. To get into the damn store? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, You know what that usually means to me? If people are are lining up outside and there's a line, um, I I yell and laugh at those people and point as I drive past in a small car. You you get so used to it living in London, though, because everywhere you've got a line. So it's like, if there's not a line, there's something going on. You're like, hey. well, you're absolutely right there, Barry. Last time I went down the pub, there was a fucking line down the block. These geezers need a fucking line, you know what I mean? The- <laughs> you know what? Fuck it, I fucking need a line. That's no, okay. fucking right. I can't straight from with fucking a line. Park, and if there's no line, I'm not fucking going there, you know what I mean? Fucking cut me up a line, mate. I might have a couple, couple of lines <laughs> while I'm waiting in line. Be a little, little bit naughty, little bit nasty. Well, that's it. Um, so, what, what are your thoughts about? Um, what are your thoughts, man, about this um, whole traffic light system? You know, Squid Games in real mate, life. I don't know what's going on. I haven't known what's going on since we started COVID. Gearing um, most people don't actually know, and there's just a couple of smart people that know. It's like we're it's we're going up now, so we're like at three point three. Now we're going to three point four, which is supposed to be better. Shouldn't it be two point six? It's like a radio station, isn't it? Ninety four point two. Like we're going up. We're supposed 4. to be getting more shit, but we're going up in the numbers. And then uh, it's like what. When does, when does Showgirls open? Is that 
Well, that's completely right. I think that's red light. I think you know, Shrewd Dawson is red light, isn't it? Red light destructors. Well, they're going to open up, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. We're all opening boxes this Christmas. So are they. Um, so can you. Um, it's something for everyone. Um, you know. I think this Christmas um, we should all adopt a, uh, a stripper. Maybe, you know, create a little bit of room there, maybe next to the dryer there in the laundry so she can keep warm or and dry out her her, uh, her boots, her knee highs. Because uh, you could make a TV yeah. show out of it, like a. Um... You could do. So yeah, I think strip clubs should um, open at red light, um, since they are part of the red light district. That makes complete and utter sense. Um, I think like fruit bars and orange shops should open at the orange light because that's part of orange. Um, at green light, I think weed should get um, legal because that could be part of the green framework. <laughs> this is um, stuff the government's really... thinking about. Yeah, I mean, colours bring a new, a whole new thing um, to the system. Um, yeah. See, Oliver Finley Smith um, sees red, and I think that's a real sort of important thing to ascertain. Uh, at red light, um, you know, you can you can uh, get amongst it. Really, I think you, I think you can. Everything's open, and that's the cool thing. It's like um, red usually means danger, and they're saying it is dangerous. Uh, and then they're saying everything's open and that's dangerously cool. Get amongst. And that makes things exciting because people like things that are scary. They like yeah. them because they're afraid of them. And then they want to do them because they're going to feel brave. And when they feel brave, they feel like it's not so so bad anymore. And, and they try like to scare it. us all on the weekend. They try to scare us by saying, hey, Did you? there's a new one coming out. And we're going to call it Botswana. Um, bit racist to start off with. And, you know, it's it, one thing I like about Botswana, though, is the, the colours of the flag. Botswana? Isn't yeah. it called um, Omnicon? Yeah. Omicron? Uh, 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 Omicron. Com, yeah, it is, com, but it's coming straight out of Botswana. It was also called Botswana. Oh, the Botswana bug. Why don't they just call it the Botswana bug and be done with it? Yeah, well, it was it was good when they reported it because I saw the Botswana flag up there and it's like not many countries are using that color. It's very similar what color color is to it? Argentina, Argentina colors. But it's got black okay. stripe in the middle. Sounds good. It sounds good. Is it a powerful flag? Flags. It's a powerful flag. Yeah. It's a powerful flag. Okay, great. Um, <clears throat> exciting times. Now, um, we, you've got a uh, you, you're a, you're an avid card collector, mm. and. Um, you, you sort of mentioned uh, that, that it is a high-value item. The show is in need of support. I know Thane jokes about um, a metal detector. Not sure what the scenario is there entirely. But effectively, uh, what your contribution would do to the show would is enable uh, for this, this program here that we're using here to go on and to be u utilized by the production staff 
um, maybe maybe some of the um, you know I'm I don't I don't hold uh, excess. Uh, I'm trying to talk with my hands, you know. It's this new thing that I'm trying to do for the show, uh, for the show, uh, because you know with movie cameras, microphones, lights, that. and uh, yeah, the, the item. Now um, we were we were wondering um, about the over there isn't it the item it's a card it's sort of like a uh it's a play it's a playing a basketball player's card uh that's the item there uh it's there can you talk to us about the item i'm going to try and um, talk with my hands basically i'm trying to do it as a thing it's a reggie miller um it's, you can item. see you can see at the bottom. Oh, hang on, wait one second. Because of the nature of this segment in the show, we like to play the intro. The intro to the show is what's the name of the uh, segment, brother? High value items. Okay, yeah, absolutely right. High value item, and we are live. We are talking item. about this high value item now. If you could hold up the item, we're going to um, let you um, bring it into our field of view. Yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. Let me just give you the opportunity to. Yes, now that's correct. That is correct. Now, just give us a rundown. Now, is your webcam in full HD? That's something that we sometimes need to check. This is just Have a um, this is a Chromebook, so it's pretty shit. Yeah, look, mine wasn't in HD. I'm going to have to apologise um, to the so team. Show people look, the back of it. I just put it in HD. The back of it. How do you do HD? Um, there's a little cog. So you click on the cog, then you go to camera settings and you check in there. Um, there are some little settings. Um, there is an advanced tab. It is the cog. Uh, coggy. Uh, cog, cog, cogson, cognizance. Uh, but yeah, if we could get more res out of you, that would be a phenomenal uh, oh, yeah. achievement. It. Should be in high definition now. Somehow that looks even better. Let's go right with that. Yeah, buddy. I did shave. I ordered a, um, I ordered some high quality clippers on uh, AliExpress, and I tell you, um, I, I shaved my whole head myself. Um, I didn't even trim it with scissors first. It was not a particularly high value item, but you know what is a high value item? Boom! This player's card here. Um, yeah, so 1994, upper deck, electric court. Excellent vintage. Yeah, Reggie Miller, um, he's number 31 on his shirt. Great player. Used to play for the Indiana Pacers. Excellent team. And when he was playing for the Pacers, they used to pace the fuck out of people. Like, they paced the shit out of most teams. People shit couldn't pace. keep up with them because of the pace. Because uh, they were pacing. They were, they, let's just put it this way. You know those things that you fucking electronically attach to your chest? Pacemakers? They were shopping at fucking placemakers. 
See, it's a special one because it's got electric cord down the bottom. Don't touch it. Oh, why are you touching it with your hands? Your hands are covered in, covered in fucking eutraic acid. Uh, it's burning. It's burning the ink on the card, mate. Where are the fucking white handling gloves? <laughs> Bozo. <laughs> yeah, touch it with the edges. You know. Yeah. Okay, tell me more. I'm kind of interested still. <laughs> I've got that one. that one I've got in a plastic container. But, um, oh my god, is that one set in resin? Did you drop that into a vat of resin? Oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow. Oh wow. Who's inside of there, man? Who's inside of there? Is that like Caitlin Jenner before she transitioned? Geronimo Ferroa. Fucking one of the greatest Dominican Republic baseball players of 1993. Right, so it's some indigenous sort of um, native card. <laughs> yeah, mate, that's a high value item. Like you take that to Punta Cana, you're talking about thirty, maybe forty pesos for that. Thirty or forty pesos from Punta Cana. Who the fuck's Punta Cana? It's in Dominican Republic, mate. I'm fucking. That's where the baseball players from. Okay, so where can we, um, where can our viewers snap up this high value item? Well, that's why I'm going to make this one exclusive. Yeah, I've got magic cards, um, Oliver. Finney's it's exclusive one. to the show. Um, Stick to the script, guys. Exclusive to the show. Oh, I've got a, I've got Shaq rookie cards, bro. Can you list it on Marketplace, do you think? Or, or, or maybe I could create the listing. Yeah, you can. I just bought two Shaq rookie cards this week, actually. I've got two Kobe ones and two Shaq ones. And um, Fr- Frankly, my friend, I'd prefer it if you created the listing. I was just saying, I just offered that I'd create it just as a way to manipulate you into the fact that you should do it because I don't want to be bothered by hundreds of fucking idiots trying to message me. That's your fucking burden to bear because you're, you know, you need to pay your way to be here on the show because this ain't free, man. Do you think that we got you here for free? You got to pay for it. Yeah. But um, I know, I know it sounds, I know it sounds like a scam. Trust me. Um, when I got indoctrinated into this cult, um, they took photos of me. I felt very little. They, I, I said, I don't want those. Uh... What's the salesman of the year? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're really proud of what you've achieved here. Oh, is that at the Big Mount Wellington? 2015, mate. Was that Moyes Pamir or where were you working that year? No, I never got salesman of the year at Moyes. <laughs> that never lasted one year there. Um, oh, well, Moyes, to... you know, that's really overrated. I heard that they were doing weird things. I heard that um, the Moyes the Moyes brothers once um, kidnapped a guy, put him in the, the trunk of a, um, of a, a gallant and, and, and drove him around um, – down by Botany Downs, up by Sylvia Park there, and took him over the fucking speed bump, and um, the guy spewed. <laughs> the poor guy spewed in the back. Yeah. I don't know, I they wanted to charge him a cleaning fee and everything. Real cheapskates. Why was he um, doing it in a glance? 
Well, it was just one of the um, trade-ins. It was just one of the trade-ins. They thought they'd just leave the plates off, went for a thing. It's all satire. So if, if you are listening to this Moise Pad Muir, yeah, you can't take me down, boys. Uh, but what do you guys reckon about this um, this this um, Bishop Brian Tamaki guy that's been um, leading all these sort of motorcycle um, motorcycle rallies and um, all these um, maniacs turning up with balaclavas on and um, you know climbing trees and all this kind of carrying? What are your thoughts? <laughs> Are they is it, climbing is it problematic? Trees? They're doing everything, aren't they? Isn't it a big issue? They're sort of everywhere. It almost seems as if they were scrambling. Send Charles Crazy Horse Peanut. <laughs> sort them out. We should. That's all we should do. We should get Crazy Horse over to New Zealand. Crazy Horse. I don't think he can come in, man. I think he's got like... Um, Look at that, guys. A kilo of honey. I've already been carving it out. Can you see that area where I've carved there? Is that Manuka? Um, I think it's a blend, day. Eh? It's a bit of a blend. See how there's that sort of – see that fall line there? It's kind of like a um, prism. Yeah. It's, I've it's created like, a um, prism. What do they say with that other stuff? They say like um, – They say don't eat it. It's got too much sugar in there. No, they they put a name on it to, so that it's sp- supposed to be something what it's not. Misgendered? You misgendered me. Like if they say like um, I don't know, like Wait, apple you drink or you've something got a like dick, that. They call supposed, you a girl. Supposed to be apple juice. It'll be like apple drink or. Ah, oh, like not from concentrate. Yeah, but like, it's just got water in it. Or they could say like manuka based, manuka based honey. Oh, it'll say um, made in New Zealand, uh, but it's packaged in China, and it was actually produced in China. But the stickers, the made in New Zealand stickers, they're made, um, they're made here on a machine that was bought from China by Chinese workers, um, but by, by a company that's owned in China. I was trying to think of the food that they do it to. There's one food that you get it, and it's like, it's based on this kind of food, but it's not this. So oh, just... um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go and order like a, a, a um, satay chicken, like a chicken satay from like a Thai shop or something, or, or from an Indian shop, and you eat it, and you're like, wow, this is incredibly, the chicken is incredibly rubbery, um, and the... Um, the peanut sauce is remarkably bland. Mm. And these peanuts are gritty. It'll be like peanut-based sauce. These peanuts (laughs) These peanuts are gritty. Um, so the That's thought just... is, do you know what it is, man? I'll tell you what it is. Um, it's chickpeas. So they're not real peanuts. It's just chickpeas. They're just taking like, they're kind of like a a, a, a bean. It's like a pea. It's like a, a, yeah, a, a, a peanut. He might have wants a, a peanut sauce, man. Just give him the fucking hummus, you know what I mean? 
it's a tasteless nut, okay? So they grind up the chickpea and they yeah. put it in with this fake satay flavoring. Um, and it's because you know how people that eat peanuts, their esophagus um, swells up? They have an anaphylactic. Um, and that's flak dick, not flap dick. It's not like you're flapping your cock around. It's anaphylactic. Uh, shock. It's like you're scared of the peanuts because they could, um, you know, gag choke you out. You know, no one likes being choked out. Some people do if it's consensual. Uh, who am I to who am I to judge? But if you're just trying to have a satay chicken, you don't want to be like, you know, choking on it, do you? You want to. We want to. You want. Yeah. So it's a big problem, and it's, it, that and that's, a scam, um, that's a scam food product. That Ricky Gervais one, when he's like, "I'm real rich now, and now that I'm real rich and I want to go first class, I'm not allowed to get peanuts." <laughs> Just because yeah, someone that's a big problem. Someone at the back. So might is that die because? because uh, sorry, what's that? Uh, let me hear you out, mate. You you, you take the floor. I'm just going to grab a drink back here. So he's saying, like, on his Netflix special, he's like, oh, now I've got real rich and they go first class, but they've they stopped serving peanuts because somebody might die. And he's like, so I get first class, but I'm not allowed to have peanuts. And uh, he's, he's, oh. <laughs> he's fucked off with the... Um, with the fact that he can't eat peanuts. So he's like, well, there's, there's someone on board with an allergy. So he just he just covers I his hands you. in peanuts and shit and rubs it all over the person with the allergy. Wow. Yeah, so I hear what you're saying. So is that sort of what's happening on planes now? Like if someone's identified, they just won't bring the peanuts on the flight for that particular flight? Yeah. That's incredible. It's it's a fucking good um I didn't do it justice. It's a fucking good um Netflix special. You gotta see it. Oh mate, I've gotta get it. I've got the Netflix. Uh you know, it costs X amount of dollars. I should remember to cancel it. Um <laughs> yeah. what, what I saw yesterday was um they did like a a, a boxing versus UFC. Uh, keep, well, keep carry on. What, 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 what were you talking about? So they had the UFC fights. So they were like boxing versus UFC, and I was in a triangle ring. But um, yeah, they had certain rules. Like you couldn't take them down like the UFC, but you could do like grab them and and um, do Superman punch and spinning back first and all that. Oh, okay. And then they had Metallica play afterwards. Oh. Metallica was really, really good, man. Like I, I've seen them about two, three years ago and they were they yeah. weren't that good. They were real good um yesterday. They did a full oh, live concert, the whole of Metallica. Oosh. And what was the um new sport called? What's it known as? It's called Triad. It's called Triller Triad. Triller Triad. Yeah. Right, because it's a triangle. And um, what's Triller stand for? Triller is like, the you know how they did the um, uh, Jake Paul 
You remember when they had oh, all those yeah. rappers and they did Jake Paul fighting? Yeah. Triller was the company that put it on. Oh, okay. Because there was another one that was, uh, there was another company that was putting stuff on as well around that time. And then okay. they did um, Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort, but it was supposed to be Holyford, Holy, Holyfield versus somebody else. But the dude, um, the dude, I was supposed to be Holyfield versus um, Oscar De La Hoya. Mm, okay, okay. Hey, well, you hold that thought. Uh, I'm going to bring you, put you backstage, and we'll bring you back out just a bit later on in the show. Thank you so much for your interesting insight. And we want to get how are we going to list that card? Is it going to go on marketplace or what's the scenario, brother? Well, people got a bit, uh, got a bit on here, I reckon. Uh, well, you're not, you, you, I think that you're promoting a false, um, Reality. We'll start it at a hundred dollars. Yeah, I think we need to put it on a marketplace so that we can bring it up as a high value item, <laughs> as per the show rules. Don't make me play that um, that um, tirade. I think maybe I could get get someone to find that tirade from uh, Recap Dave about false profits. No, People that come on here and flaunt their high-value items and strike their own ego with these precious items and then um, can actually he, list the owner. He brought that up himself and he did that himself. He was the guy that... He was it. using himself in his ex- as an example, my friend. And uh, we want to see something listed. If it's not that item, my friend, come back with a medium or low-value item. We are not itemist. I'll put it on Trade Me. Beware, there are um, associated... What you could do is you could just create like a, a an alternative Facebook account and then post it on under that so you... Um, so it doesn't fucking I'll put it on trade you me. every five minutes. But, um, okay, Trade Oliver, Me works for me. We'll, uh, what's that, my brother? Oliver Finley-Smith is saying Brian Tantrum. Oh, he's talking about... Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll bring you right back after uh, we have a quick conversation with uh, another person that we've got backstage. Woo-wee, we're talking uh, schmack with Benny Mac. Yes, we are. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> Hi. All right, Selenia, Spain. What's happening at your end of the uh, internet? Uh, well, I was – hi, Benny. Yes, hi. I'm well. How are you? Good? Bloody marvellous. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Tell me how good you're doing all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just looking at some of the stuff I have lying around, and I have this old microphone, this old Shure microphone. From, oh, bloody Nora. It's from uh, – actually, I don't know the exact year – but it was my grandmother's, who was a singer, and she was a performer with her two brothers, Peter and Paul. So they were actually, I think it was Peter, Paul, and Mary. Or yeah. So um, yes. after she passed away from cancer, lung cancer, a relative gave me this. I think it was her son, Paul, my uncle Paul. So um, I've had this for about 
um, maybe since when I moved to Christchurch for a few, yes. a few months, my friend Ollie, he, he, he took this bit off and he cleaned this because it was really dusty. And he said, yeah, just go and buy a cable down at the local music store in New Brighton, Christchurch. So 20 bucks for a little microphone cable. And yeah, it worked good as gold. So um, there's no way I'm going to sell this. It's very special. But here's a modern one. This is a um, Ultra Voice. I don't know. Is it Behringer? Behringer? Behringer. This is one of the ones we have at Podcast NZ. You know, these are more for the portable kits. Yeah, it's a similar. You just, yeah, see that? Oh, look at that, guys. Yeah, that so, is a, oh, so have you taken the, uh, are you one of those people that like, likes to unscrew them every five minutes? No, not at all. I just, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. I like to do it too. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, so yeah. tell us about the uh, the different parts of the microphone. What's well, your insight into that? The Shure brand is a, a very reliable brand. So, so this one, the Shure model SM59, is a high-quality, unidirectional dynamic microphone designed for professional applications in sound reinforcement broadcasting and recording. The SM59 has a wide-range frequency response and a unique cartridge shock mount design, which minimizes... Okay, okay, that's great. So yeah. it's, uh, that's very... Uh, I think you're reading the uh, factory specifications there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, anyway. so it's the SM58. It's, a, it's a, as you said, a, a unidirectional mic. Yeah. And uh, exciting times but, indeed. Yeah. Now, it's, were you thinking about using it uh, on the podcast at all, or have you considered um, Well... What I, I've been searching for, um, I've got a USB mic, but I can't find the cable for it. So I was thinking of setting that up with my laptop, but I can't find the damn cable. So, yeah, oops, I have to go get another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, uh, I think I've got another mic up here. Look, give me a minute. Um, I'm going to have a quick check. <laughs> What's up? What's up from Auckland? Auckland, New Zealand. Quite a few new COVID cases today. No one really knows what's going on with the light traffic system, um, what level. But um, I just spoke to a friend who went up north, and there's new cases up north. So I don't know if how he was allowed to go up there, but maybe, yeah, obviously he was allowed to go up there. Oh, yeah, it's back. Hey. All right, did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? Important. Oh, we were talking about COVID stuff. Oh, okay, so I've got this little... Oh, that doesn't look Oh, good. yeah, hey. I just remembered I've got a little plug-in microphone. Hang on. But the one that you clip no, on the shirt? One like that? What's your, what was your one? Is it SM59 or SM58? Uh, yeah, SM59. Made in the uh, USA, unidirectional. Look at that. SM58. <laughs> Great. That looks really clean. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, that one's barely been used. Really? And it's the three pin. Yeah, yeah XLR. Yeah. It's amazing, eh? XLR. And vocal. This is my vocal <laughs> rock mic. <laughs> Ooh, <Thank you>. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Um, Ooh, that's amazing for decades. It's had the same um, output, input, output. So, yeah. I'm going to see if I can plug it in. Oh, cool. It may or may not work. I'm just going to have a look for my microphone as well. The little one that clips on the shirt. Hold on. So much junk here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> check, check, check. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's anything. Not good. No? We try it now. Yeah. Uh, check, check, yeah. check. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that goes in through the USB. Da, 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 oh, really? Da. Yeah. Dig, 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 dig. I have got actually everybody remember to vote when it's time to vote. Remember to vote if you don't have a pen. Don't worry. I pinched a whole lot, lot of pen from the local body elections. Oh yeah, you so got pinched a lot, right? Well, we we took them on the on the voting day. Oh, oh yeah. They're free. They're in the box. They're on the cardboard box you vote at. Oh yeah, but voting was ages ago. So I. It was a while. It was a while. <laughs> yeah, I've got yeah. no beard now. Shaved no, the beard off. Bought um, clippers. Yep. Bought clippers. And I thought I could even um, show everyone on the show what we got. Yeah. I, um, while you're getting ready. What do you reckon, guys? Yeah. What's that? What's that, Selena? Oh, no, yeah, just while you're getting ready. I was just talking about me. I have uh, got these thinning scissors because you know I have like really thick hair. So uh, yeah, I just I every few months I just use the scissors, and it just thin. Right, full screen on you. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the thinning scissors. I think I got them from Kmart. Well, but they do the trick because I've always sort of cut my own hair. Sometimes not so good. Sometimes okay, but the thinning scissors seem to work quite well. To, so is that a beauty yeah. tip for our female viewers? Yeah, because you don't – obviously you don't – you have to do it in sections and you just do it halfway down and you chop and then you go like an inch, inch, yeah, like this, and then you yeah. – Sounds highly risky. No. <laughs> That's fine. Seems highly risky. So what I've got is <laughs> – Sounds fucking risky if you ask me. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> stop laughing. You're making me nervous. So what we've got here, crying out loud. Okay, so we've got this one here. It is the 10 to 12 mil. Do you reckon I should try it? Sounds a bit short. Mm. Sounds a bit short. What number? No, don't. <laughs> Sounds a bit short. Okay, yep. Yeah. I'm getting some follicles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting some follicles dropping. Okay, so we should pull that back. See, look, it's proof. Evidence. Does your hair grow fast? Well, you tell me, you know. Does the fucking uh, bear shit in the woods? <laughs> Does a bear live <laughs> in the woods? <laughs> Does a bear live in the woods? Right. So, yeah, that's the 10 to 12. Let's go up a notch, guys. What say you? Uh, home viewers. No, don't. Scary. Why? No, no don't no, cut no, it no, any no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it? Hang on. We've got this innovative. But that's it, you know. So. We've got this one, mate. A sofa, 
We've got this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen, all these people called starting with the S name. Yeah. Watch this look. Still at 100. Hey. I, after, I, I cut all my hair and it just yeah. started flashing just then. The LED lights so and a really good battery life, right? Yeah, better than ever. Mm. This is the thinning one. Oh, cool. Like what you had. Because so, <laughs> yeah. my hair's thinning. And um, that's what all the old men start saying. Hey, oh, my hair's thinning. And um, see that bald spot there? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't look at it. That's <laughs> cute. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> nah, so, it's not a bald spot. It's just actually my head shining. See? Oh, God, it is a bald spot. What have I done? A little bit of... Um... Don't take this the wrong way, but a little bit of grey, that's wisdom. Hang on. <laughs> oh, fuck my life. <laughs> okay, so we've done that on the it's show. Courageous. It looks great. It's, it's tummy. <laughs> I don't have a mirror. <laughs> yeah, don't get it in your eyes. You need like a um, brush to uh, brush away those. I don't know. I'm, I'm grown up. I know what I need. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you tell me, what is that? What does that look like to you? Fine. I mean, did you? Why did you deliberately go over one area? I don't know <laughs> if I did, to be honest. No, okay, fine. You're gonna draw. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, I'll get a color in. <laughs> Sharpies come in handy, don't they? Oh wow! There you go. All sorted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are back, everybody. Um, I just had to step out and do a... <laughs> oh, an apple, 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 all right. But yeah, I do my own stunts, I do my own makeup, I do my own driving, and Same. I do my own hair Same. stunts. Mm. Hair stunts. These clippers are great. I recommend these clippers yeah. um, to all of our viewers. They're great if you, if you want to um, wreck, um, wreck your hairline um, now. <laughs> It'll grow back, don't worry. I <laughs> oh, don't worry. I've got wait, heaps more pins. I've got heaps more felts here. Yeah. Um, Rewa hair. Hair clipper USB. Remember, guys, 
Mm-hmm. Why am I? Why are we excited about this item? You got it for. It's a hypothetical thing. You meant yeah. to let me, you know, it's been supposed to answer. You're supposed to think I'm telling this exciting story about okay. these okay. clippers. Okay. Remember? Remember I wrecked my hairline and then I fixed it? Yeah. Okay. So Why? you got it from China. How long did it take to arrive after you ordered it? I don't know, like 180 days or something. Okay. You know, it, it takes forever, doesn't it? Cause, um, oh, hang on, that's the wrong one. I think okay. it was quite common. Quite distracting me. Here's the here's the incredible story of how I wrecked my um, basically how I look like I had pattern male baldness. Thirteen dollars. Um, no, it was actually more. Yeah. No, it was up to forty-four dollars. See how they do that? And you just rinse it um, under warm water. Nine pieces. If you must. And does it if come you must, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. It comes with a schmock. So if you want to look like a schmuck and a schmock, wear the damn schmuck, you schmuck. There's schmuck, a – um, I've seen this. You can uh, – it's a – like kind of like a bib. It's like a hairdresser's so – you, you, you Velcro it behind your neck and then you, you place it on the clips on the mirror and then you're shaving, right, and it, all the whiskers fall into the, the bib thing. And then you just take it off. And then you, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's that? All right. So that's a similar. Yeah, does it clip onto the mirror, though? Quite innovative, though. Hmm. Okay. So you can actually uh, take that opportunity and actually offer COVID cuts to your friends and family. You can t- make them look like they've been attacked. Um, <laughs> the machete around their head and face by offering them cheap cuts. Maybe you're going to offer them um, cuts in the garage. Maybe you want to put this on them and stick them to the wall. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to catch the clippings. But remember, um, just be careful out there, guys. If you're offering COVID cuts, make sure that you've got safety protocols in place because I don't want you to blame me. And then Ashley Bloomfield comes in here um, bugging on me. Now, I'm going to just play this little high video. As you can see, it's the rewa there. It's got the push button there. It's got the um, charge state of indicator there. It's got adjustment on the side there from two millimeters all the way through to zero millimeters. Uh, see that guy there? He was pretending um, to cut his hair. He'd never do it because it's already finished, he's got no guard on, and um, he'd make a, you know, he might be doing oh, it wow. there. He's doing it oh, there. Good. Okay. Um, <laughs> but he wasn't doing it in that previous image, because if he was to have been, hmm. uh, oh, hang on, what, what what did he just take off there? Did he take off the, the, the blade? Um, go back. Wait, I thought he was going to do his eyebrows for a second there. Hold on. You yeah. could. Do you want me to do your eyebrows? Mine? No. I'm going to grow them. I think you can get eyebrow implants. I don't know. but uh... Oh, look at that. It's paused. Did you know uh, that's the thing about um, 
reading the instructions. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't read the instructions, and there's actually often um, products or items that people are using yeah. have often got a key built-in um, feature that the uh, person doesn't actually know about. Yeah, I've got a um, a coffee machine, right? And How do you um, fucking rip it apart. That's what I like to know. It stopped working. It just started leaking water out, and um, I think it could be like a valve. But, but yeah, I need to get around to taking it back because. I love coffee. <laughs> so. I hear what you're saying. Okay, well, I'm going to figure this out. Now it's probably not. Yeah, Why I probably got a little bit mixed up. Oh. I shouldn't have been cutting my hair on the show. I'm going to regret this tomorrow morning when I look at myself in the damn mirror. I'm going to have Whoa, to. Um, what I'll do is um, what, what's a really good thing is you can actually go to around to the back of your car, put your finger in the exhaust pipe. Rub that all over your head there. <laughs> That's going to create the illusion that you're not actually balding. <laughs> yeah, that's what this is. See how I've got that on my face still, how it looks dark? Yeah. How it looks like um, stubble and stuff. A lot of that is actually um, either axle grease or um, or exhaust dirt. And what you do is you do that because um, – you know, it's growing back slowly, so I needed to get get it to look like I had a little bit of a beard. Yeah, but do you feel um, feel cooler having shorter hair, and you know, because Auckland gets very muggy. That's oh, yeah. like quite hot today. So I had a, um, as I was saying earlier, I had a heat stroke, Why? and what I was happened? I was delirious um, yeah. from the heat. Wow. Um, oh, oh, because I was wearing three winter coats and a fucking a merino um, leggings. I had a merino leggings on, mm. um, jodhpurs, because I'd been on the uh, farm. I had, um, you know, the the rubber Wellington boots or or gummies. Yeah. And those were getting those were hot because I'd walked about fifteen k's in the in the thing. I got a heat stroke. Oh, no. um, my heart was beating clear out of my chest. I had three swandros on, and an and a um, and an oil skin mac, yeah. um, and it was <laughs> all go. Um, I had the COVID mask yeah. on, full PPE because we were dealing with these um, like you know. Yeah. Maniacs, yep. and uh, I tell you, as soon as I got back, um, I thought, right, that's it, and um, I jumped in the in the cow trough. Yeah, had like the waterproof thing, and just started shaving my head and face, and and then I got the garden hose, full blast, and I was just screaming. <laughs> like this, the neighbors, um, one of them was was saying, "Are you all right, mate?" Do you need me to, you know, get a fucking um, paramedical for you? I was like, no, I need a fucking paralegal um, because <laughs> I'm just about to um, have a right. Sounds like a bit of a here. mini meltdown. Oh, it was an absolute calamity, I tell you that much. Yeah. Hey, um, Selena, Selena Spain, hold that thought. I'll be back with you very shortly. Uh, Hayden, mate. How did you get on? Did you manage to list the item, or is it? Have you been um, just checking your, updating your Tinder profile, and um, working on that side of your, your, you know, your, your social game? I managed to find, to find um, it listed. So I'll just show you a picture. 
Make sure I don't get oh, dick pic in there. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the right show for it, Matt. Talk us through what's happening at this point. 699 yen. Oh, well, that's nothing. That's like $3.50, isn't it? No. What's that fucking Sudanese fucking yen? No, Japanese. So, um, Japanese? They use the, they're on the yen? You divide it by three. Oh, 200. <laughs> okay, well, you know. Look at it this way. If Thane finds like a gold bullion, you know, part of it's yours. A fractal, a fractal of it is yours in some particular sort of I kind of uh, parallel I, I dimension. I reckon if um, Thane finds a gold bullion, he's going to go, yeah. this, this metal detector just paid for itself. <laughs> yeah, well, the bullion, I think the thing is, if Thane ever finds a bullion, uh, miraculously, we'll never find out about it. We should, we should do That's a... We should do a segment. Thane's search for a bullion. See where? Because. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that the thing about that is that, um, you know, Thane does like eating, and he'll probably he'll probably turn up with one of those little beef st um, stock bullions of um, beef stock. You know, bistro or oxo or but something. That's like the French name for it. Yeah, he'll just turn up with like a little bit of gravy and um, we'll say, come on, mate. Um, you <laughs> this know, is what I got with my metal with detector. This fucking stick with the quest. That's what you got with your metal detector. Okay, cool. Well, you work on that, my guy, and we'll check on you on the next broadcast. How does that sound? Yeah, well, I was, I was going to say um, metal detectors. I've seen a guy. Metal detectors, yep. I've seen what have a you guy seen? around Ormiston. Yeah. So if Thane does get one, try Ormiston. Oh, Ormiston. Okay, yeah, all right. Well, you reckon that's the space to be? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, they don't come cheap, and um, as everything in life, you've got to set your sights high, and your um, your scams have to be, like, off the Richter. Otherwise, it's like you could just go buy it yourself. So um, – I'm I'm sort of you know I'm all uh, talking this up the wazoo. Uh, you you might be a fan of the show. You might be new here, of course. Um, you know it's a, a nine thousand dollar metal detector. You know I don't know if it's it's even capable. I mean my car, my little car isn't even worth um, nine thousand dollar. So I don't know why. Uh, why we'd be getting this for Thane Kirby? He's he's not related to me. He's not. Um, I'm not legally bound. Um, just to 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 to. Maybe this is the wrong item. However, uh, it's all it's all part of the law surrounding this show. So um, whether it occurs or not, that that might just be um, hocus. Focus, fucking focus. Uh, but it, it may possibly.
happen because we've set that intent out there into the um, into the universe, haven't we? Had we've set the intent into the universe. And um, as I finish the show, I'm going to bring Selena Spain in, and um, just momentarily as we wrap out the broadcast, and I'll just get in between you guys there just to create a bit of uh, space. Um, is this is this item? Is this the one we should be going for? I mean, we want to make sure that we find all the gold, right? We don't want to use like a three hundred dollar item if we're looking for like um, what are the reviews you know, like? Ten thousand dollar gold. Is that is this a New Zealand website, Jacobs Digital? Uh, yes, this is Jacobs Digital. Yes, yeah. And they're the New Zealand authorised dealer. Uh, this is a high-quality product. I want to learn more about it. It's opened in a new tab. That's going to be a problem. But look, just go to jacobsdigital.co.nz if you want to find out yeah. more. Yeah, what are the reviews like? Um, that would be one of the funding part, one of the um, things about finding out more. But um, yeah, we've pretty, <laughs> I pretty much think this is un completely unrealistic and a hilarious joke. Um, no, we're not going to buy the damned uh, metal detector for the guy. Look for a second uh, one. Not, a, not one of those ones. Um, look, we might be able to get him a cheap one, um, but look. We put in so much work on this show I know. Um, that, that, that um, you know, why, why am I giving it to Thane? I know it's a lovely idea. Um, I'm, I'm trying to just tell Thane this hilarious story um, to give him a gag. It's a gag. I'm setting it up on the show. This is what we're going to get you. It's never going to happen. It's like um, just basically keeping some kid happy up to Christmas. Then on Christmas Day, uh, drop him on his ass. Don't give him squat. Um, no turkey, no, no yeah. nothing, yeah. no so, dessert. Sorry, Santa's not real. Sorry. Yeah, just say you've been stupid. You just say you've been a bad kid this winter, uh, this summer. Um, here, you know, here's a piece of coal. Um, skip, you know. Okay. Skip out of here. Okay, okay, okay. So you never place. know, just by spreading the word, word of mouth, you never know who could come forward and know someone who knows someone or has heard something and they have, oh, this got this old metal detector. It just needs this replaced or this fixed. And you never know. We could just fix it. Okay, okay look at it this way. I'm really good at resisting scams. Like it's it's part of my forte, so I'm really not looking at putting any money in on this guy's look, Selena Spain. You're kind of like too positive. Mildly resistant to scams. <laughs> so we've already we've already got quite a bit of money from you. Now Hayden, yeah, you I'm I'm getting pretty good at training you to fall into scams. <laughs> and also I spent some of the profits on clothes, sorry. Maybe we could trade the Reggie Miller card for a metal detector. Yeah. Is it that valuable that you could? But I don't – yeah, I don't think. We could do that. So as I was saying, um, Hayden, we've almost <laughs> tried to scam you. We're going to keep – can we keep trying to scam you on the next show? Well, I nearly bought a Shimano fishing rod on Trade Me, but uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Too slow, Shmo. Okay, maybe um, on tomorrow's show. All right. I'll see you guys later. 
Akakakite. <laughs> and uh, Selena Spain, that was a big show. Thanks for yeah. organizing the oh, yeah. um, special guest. Doug. What a big, big broadcaster. Wow, what a guy. Just so many amazing Dementous. stories. Yeah, amazing stories. And he, that was really, really, really interesting. And I, um, as soon as I read that thing he sent me about Jimi Hendrix, Jimmy's cousin, or dating Jimmy's cousin. So I was, yeah, I'm a big fan of Jimi Hendrix. Um, his guitar songs a little bit too hard for me to learn, but um, I love some of his tracks like Castles Made of Sand, Little Wing, All Along the Watchtower. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, he was just so interesting, and he's a great photographer. Great photographer, yeah. great guy, great guest. Thank you for tonight. And man, oh man, what a freaking wicked ass show we had talking smack with Benny Mac. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah.